Why Liverpool FC Stadium Expansion Isn't for the Locals Zach Garnerpurkis Liverpool FC is the master of gradual stadium improvement. There is no other club in world soccer that has managed to increase the capacity and facilities of its home without impacting the club's schedule. Whereas the like of Barcelona and Real Madrid let the many upgrades accumulate and then tip grander more drastic measures, Liverpool has taken a modular approach. The short gap between seasons has been meticulously exploited and ingenuous construction methods employed around a working stadium so new roofs suddenly appeared above existing structures. This summer the second phase of the stadium's redevelopment will come to fruition, although it's been revealed builders need a little leeway for completion. We are on track and on budget, explained Liverpool FC's Vice President of Stadium Operations Paul Cut till the progress has gone really well and we're due to complete by the end of July, with a view to being ready for the first home game of the 2023-24 season. We've asked for the first game to be away, which will mean the first home game is August 19th or 20. It just means we have the best possible chance to make sure the stadium is ready, that we have had test events which are licensed and good to go. Once complete, the redeveloped Anfield Road stand will take the capacity to an impressive 61,000. But excitement over the expansion has been tempered amongst supporters by increases in ticket prices for the new season. More for you. Trump Town Hall, Trump open to pardoning Proud Boys for seditious conspiracy, and calls January 6th beautiful day. Trump CNN Town Hall, Trump calls moderator Kaitlin Collins a nasty person. Robinhood launching 24-hour weekday stock trading. The 2% price spike is the first in nine years at the club and, whilst not as steep as the 5% increases imposed by Manchester United and Arsenal, has been condemned by influential supporter group The Spirit of Shankly. Forbes Daily, get our best stories, exclusive reporting and essential analysis of the day's news in your inbox every weekday. You may opt out anytime. By signing up for this newsletter, you agree to the terms and conditions and privacy policy. To implement any price increase during this cost-of-living crisis is cruel, unjust, unreasonable and unfair, it wrote in a statement. These increases also come at a time when LFC is reporting record revenues, increased sponsorship income and significant increases from success on the pitch. Support for your football team stems from loyalty, and that loyalty is two-way. Fans cannot switch allegiance from one club to another yet it is their pockets which are being hit. Spirit of Shankly revealed the club's supporters board had proposed a range of alternatives to the increases such as improving concourse facilities and lengthening opening times to encourage those with the funds to stay longer on site. They also suggested exploring the options around naming rights, but ultimately the club decided a price increase was necessary. It is unfortunate and disappointing that they have chosen not to fully listen to the voice of the fans and recognize that football fans are not the cash cow to their balance sheet, Spirit of Shankly's statement added. We do expect the members of our respective groups will be angry and disappointed and anticipate the fullest possible opposition to these increases. Liverpool fan groups are far from alone in feeling as if local supporters are being priced out of a sport known for its working-class heritage. Across English soccer, particularly at the top six clubs, the tourist fan is being targeted and while from a business perspective it makes sense, the strategy alienates a core group who many argue helped generate interest in the league to begin with.
millions of opportunities. Arguably a club like Liverpool could, if prices were affordable enough, fill a 61,000-seater stadium purely with local fans. Indeed, the extra seats will bring the capacity back to the level of the 61,905 record attendance registered in 1952 when the arena was terraced and supporters stood. But the reality these days is, like many other clubs in the division, day-trippers embarking on a match-day experience are filling a significant proportion of the stadium. According to pre-pandemic research by Visit Britain, 1.5 million inbound visitors went to a live football match in 2019, the equivalent to one in every 27 visitors. The tourism body found the average spend per visit for football spectators in 2019 was $1,100, which was a third higher than the average UK visitor. There is potential to increase that spending too. Those attending a game as a one-off experience are more willing to pay higher ticket prices and splash out on food or merchandise. The scale of this market is giant. In China alone, the Premier League estimates there are 150 million people interested in Premier League soccer. That's well over double the population of the UK and 100 times larger than Liverpool or Manchester. Given the UK as a market for soccer is considered mature with content and fandom at saturation point the growth potential lies predominantly in maximizing the overseas supporter bases. Inevitably, that is reflected in the stadium improvements the clubs make. Last month, Manchester City unveiled fresh plans to upgrade its Etihad Stadium home. The plans showed, as well as adding more seats to the arena, it wanted to add facilities that made the area even more of a destination for tourists. Initial designs included a covered 3,000-capacity fan zone, further food and drink offerings, a new club shop, a museum and a 400-bed hotel. Such facilities are a million miles from Manchester City's former home at Main Road. A stadium packed amongst the red-brick terraced housing of the notoriously dangerous Moss Side neighborhood. It was a place where supporters squeezed through alleys to reach the turnstiles and local children offered to watch visitors' cars to ensure they weren't vandalized. But that's how English soccer has changed.